Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk TV. Bill and Chris Tenney Britton here today to talk about how to elevate your church's SQ. SQ? Are we going to go SQ? We're going to SQ. We're going to SQ. I'll SQ you. No, I can't believe you just said that. Well, we are going to talk about your spirit, your church's spirituality quotient. You know, like IQ, EQ, all those things. The Q thing has become, yeah. Right. So now we're just, we're going to talk about SQ. But, I mean, and that's an important topic. It really is. You know, right? Because a recent study has just come out. These are 20. 24 numbers say that 53% of congregations have not rebounded to, uh, from their from to their pre-COVID numbers. So 53%. That's a lot of churches that have not half. come back. Right. But, Don't, aren't but, seeing their their right, numbers. Right. And for many of those, those are churches. Um, no, I don't want to say that. Okay, go ahead. So, you wanted to say something. Right. Well, I was going to say, and, and overall in the U.S., the, the, uh, the decline rate for church it's 66%. 66% of all churches in the U.S. are in some state of decline, either serious decline or a little decline. Um, and to be fair, that that is actually better than the pre-COVID numbers. Pre-COVID numbers, the studies all showed about 85% of churches were in decline. So things are getting better, right? <laughs> Not so much. Because since during COVID and since COVID, there have been thousands of churches have closed. And so... You know, the, it, the 66%, now, don't get me wrong, I've, I keep hearing about churches that are growing, but there's a whole lot of churches that were not growing before that don't exist anymore. And so I'm not so sure that that's good news. Uh, but in any event, either way, if you're one of those churches, we want to talk to you. And the reality is, is even if you're a growing church, mm-hmm. there's some question, how's your, how's your SQ, you know? The, the, the reality is, is that when I do consultations, when I talk to pastors, I talk to probably 100 pastors every single week on, on some level or another, some of them really deep conversations. And what I hear over and over is that the, the, the rank and file member of their church, church members, they're hobbyists. They come to the clubhouse on Sundays to hang out with their friends and their family. Um, they, they hear a, a rousing sermon, sing some great songs, and then that's the end of their Christianity until next week. I mean, really, that, that's, it's, it's, it's a hobby. Right. They, they, it's just no more than that. They're, they're not affected disciples of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm just laughing because my hobby, one of them at least, is crocheting. And I'm thinking I engage my my uh, my hobby more than so many church hobbyists do. Right? Absolutely. Graham, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and here's here's what I as I listen to the read the stats. Right. And I talk to these pastors. It it dawned on me a couple of weeks ago when I was getting ready for putting this together, is that I think, I don't know if this is the root cause, but it's certainly one of the root causes of the state we find our churches yeah, in today, is that the spirituality in our congregations, our SQ, is pretty skewed. It's pretty low. It's down there. And 
That, that's a problem. Right. Well, you know, the number one recommendation I make every consultation I do is you got to become praying people and you've got to put some kind of spiritual practices into place. And people are like, what? You know, no. And it's like, no, if you don't put praying first, you're never going to revitalize. You're never going to transform or transition. So that's, you know, that is that bottom line SQ. Uh, in our tradition, um, uh, the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, as well as lots of others, you have search committees because you call ministers, not like Methodist Church where they appoint, United Methodist Church where they appoint pastors, but these churches have search committees. Same thing. I've always said to a search committee, the number one piece that you start with is prayer. And even if you don't have anything to do, you don't think you have anything to do. You're not looking at uh, minister profiles. You're not interviewing people, whatever. You have to get together to pray. That that prayer, that spiritual uh, quotient has to be in place and growing, not just, I don't even like saying in place. The practices have to be in place so that you can be well, growing. But there is, therein lies the problem. Don't get me wrong. I, I love what you're saying. Go ahead. But there, there's a problem, not with that, but there's a problem overall, and that is that we have institutionalized yeah. spirituality. Right. You know, that. The institutionalization of America has fallen fair and square into the church. You know, we turn to the government to take care of our retirement and among, among other things. We turn to the healthcare institution to take care of our health care. We, we turn to the, to, to the schools to educate our kids. And we turn to the church to handle our spirituality so that we go on Sunday morning and we expect to be, you know, being given, here you are, here's your, here's your dose of spirituality, and we go home. And again, it goes back to the hobbyist, but that, that there's just this understanding, and you, you've heard it, I know yeah, we both I, I have, know. where someone walks in the church and says, I'm just not being fed. Oh, God. You know, and it's like, the problem is, is that you're not eating what we're, what we're providing. You're, you've got yeah. tight jawed and you're not well, going to take a bite. And your spirit <laughs> is so ugly and closed off. I mean, really, a lot of people I hear say that their their spirits are ugly and they're closed off. So they don't, they can never, they're not in a place where they can receive. But I, I really want to hold, hold us because I think people come to church, if it's not just for the hobby, if it's not because this is what I do or whatever, if they're trying to find spirituality, they're not going to find it on a Sunday morning. I mean, because spirituality is a, it's a practice. It's something that you do. It's not something that I like, I have spirituality, you know, it's like, I have good health. I'm well, you know, I go yes, to, I yeah. am. I'm a spiritual, how about you? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, cause I have, my church has SQ, right? right okay. Yeah. While we're doing poetry. And that is this piece to me is that when I talk about spirituality, I really am talking about people's spirits. I'm talking about, you know, what's inside of them, how that guides them. And that, that in, encompasses practices. So the question well, is, where you do you learn you, that? You don't get one or you don't get that from one or two hours a week. No. And but, yeah, and we don't even, most of us, most churches, we're not doing that with people. You know, we're not 
helping them to center, to learn centering, how to, I love one of my pastors um, that I, I've worked with, there's a, uh, a prayer practice, a uh, spiritual practice called uh, tripodia. And it's where you, it's a step, like a, you pray with, you know, step forward twice and once back. Anyways, it's, it's a, an old, old way of centering and, and moving into prayer. And he took and taught it to his congregation. And the congregation was up and not really a conga line going there, but they were tripodying around around their sanctuary. You know, and that's just amazing to me. But that's part of that. It's not not necessary. You can't feed everything to people in in that little bit of sitting and whatnot. But he weaved, wove, wove it into his message that week. And then those and, and yeah, and so they were up. They were moving. Those who couldn't be up, they were still. There were ways that they could move and do tripodia. I guess it was trihandia or something like that. So I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Are these actual spiritual practices? And if people are expecting, if we're talking about the institutionalization of spirituality, we are failing big time and we're failing folks and we're failing the kingdom. Well, and part of part of the problem with all that is because you know as as, as you kind of point out and I, and I've said is that you can't get it in an hour or two a week. That it is an ongoing practice a daily and, practice. and and there really your spirituality isn't a sweater you put on or a hat you wear. It's it has to become a part of you and the only way that anything like that becomes a part of you is ongoing practice, ongoing input, ongoing transformational stuff. Well, yeah, places, right. Practices, places that you you try it on, where you learn more, that you get challenged, that, I mean, I'm going to do this little uh, little ad for my Prayer Power Network, right? I mean, one of the ministries of Affected Church Group is the Prayer Power Network. We meet on a weekly basis. Each week I teach a new spiritual practice for uh, for our, our members to, to try out if they want to. And, and every week we have check-in time. How did it go? What was working for you? What didn't work for you? And and trying to hone and build and spend time the spiritual. In prayer. You actually oh, spend time in prayer. we do spend time in prayer. I mean, I think it's pretty amazing, of course, because I developed it. But that comes after literally decades of working with churches and working with ministers and working with church leaders who wanted more, but we just don't have the the mechanisms yet in churches to well, do and, that. And, and, and so here's a tool for you, and the, the link is down below. But in any event, here's, or up above, I don't know, it's, it's there somewhere with the description. Decide. The, the link to the, the Prayer Power Network, and you can check it out, be a part of that. Uh, get your members to be a part of it. What an incredible tool, because it is a way of training our members and giving them tools, which is really what I want to talk about. We want to talk about how do you raise your spiritual quotient in your congregation, um, because the bottom line is, folks, you, you can't do it an hour a week. You can't certainly can't do it in a twenty to thirty minute sermon. No, not even a forty five minute sermon. Um, you know that it has to be beyond that. And and I just want to point out, you know, your your the sermon, and we put a lot of emphasis. You know, you yeah. you do a lot of work on that sermon. Yeah. You know, you put that sermon together. You you swap bullets on it. You try to get it good. You know, and get the right stuff in there, and so on. You get it just right. You work hard on the delivery and. Almost every study I've seen says that the congregation can't remember what was preached after Tuesday. I can't even preach. What a preach after Tuesday. Like on Sunday <laughs> evening at 5 p.m. What was that about again? No. You know, I mean, but that, it, it's like it's gone. And, you know, so even if we were trying to instill practices 
and, and helping people to develop a deep spiritual life that it, it's gone by Tuesday. And so we want to talk about the need for tools. We want to talk about the need for making spirituality relevant. And we want to talk about the need for building and maintaining momentum in people's spiritual lives. And so the, the three points, we'll tell you what we're going to tell you. What we're going to tell you. Um, and so let's talk about the tools. And, and we talk about some of this on a regular basis. Yeah. And, that, and the first part is, folks, your sermon has to be relevant. It has to address the problems or share a, uh, the tools to reach people's aspirations of those in the pews, those who are coming. And, and, and we're not going to belabor this point, right. but I just it, it, if it doesn't apply to their everyday life, if, they're, if, if, if they don't, if you haven't given them a tool so they can sleep better tonight, um, you know, to get over the problems, to live a full and abundant life, we miss it. So that's where it starts. But here's, here's the tool, um, or at least part of the solution to that. How do we get what we're doing on Sunday to translate into later in the week so that they, they take that, the hard work and the training and the, the, the spiritual hearts of the gospel that you've given them, how do we get that extended? How do we build some momentum with that? And one of the best ways okay. we found is to create a Bible study that they can take home. Remember the little sheets they used in in, in, um, in the school? Well, in, in schools, they didn't read, read weekly reader. Oh, wow. You yeah. Know? In but Sunday it, school, they did leaflets. Leaflets, right. Leaflets. Leaflets. Isn't that what, or that's what we called them, wasn't it? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Leaflets. Anyway, they're, 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 they were there for, for the, the Sunday school kids to take home. And so they could extend the learning later on the week because they know that, we all know that learning is a repetition thing. Right. And so, how do we do that with your sermons? By creating Bible studies. Now, I got to tell you, it when I used to, I've, I've done this since I did. I think all forty years of my ministry is I, we, I pr provided some sort of a Bible study, fill in the blank kind of thing for for all my congregations. But it it, it took anywhere from a half hour when I was really on a roll after I created my sermon. Um, it took me a half hour, and sometimes it took a couple of hours because you, you, uh, there were always ten questions. I like ten questions because. You can divide it up into you know one two questions a day or whatever, but it's also just nice a nice round number and it fills up a sheet really nicely and they're open ended questions right. and all that and I would do a couple questions about the Bible scriptures, a couple questions about the sermon content and always the last one was a call to action, but it would take me hours and it's like I don't want to put that on you, so let me take that off you, Chat GPT. <laughs> I've, I, do we? Go ahead. What? We need stock in ChatGPT. <laughs> that, that would be I great. The problem is, or it's an affiliate it's, program. It's, it's, an, it's a nonprofit, oh. so it's oh, it is a work. You know, I was so affiliate. Not a publicly okay. owned corporation, even though Microsoft is really invested heavily just, on it. Yeah, I know. But anyway, here here's the deal, folks. Is uh, you, know, you could go to ChatGPT, and you open it up. I recommend the professional version, but you don't have to. That the the three point five is what's currently yeah, just the get free. started, right? I right. mean, just and, try it out and and take your your sermon needs to be done. If you do a manuscript, you get you just paste, cut and paste a whole manuscript in there. If you do an outline, you do the whole outline. If you if you're doing it off the top of your head, um, and you know what your theme is, you know you put your theme in, you put your scripture in, and then the prompt is something along the lines: I'm creating a Bible study. Please create a Bible study, um, a 10-question Bible study, based on my sermon and this scripture passage. And you put the scripture passage in there, of course. You don't have to, just, just the reference. It can find it. It's amazing what you can do. 
And I want 10 questions. I want four questions or five questions that are from the scriptures. Uh, and I have uh, uh, five open-ended questions. And I want four open-ended questions from the sermon topic. And I want one call to action that is relevant and will help the, the, um, the, the person doing the Bible study to, uh, to put this into practice. And you know what happens? Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> it out 10 questions. And, and, and if you don't like all the questions, say, hey, I don't like number three. Please replace it with something else. Okay, so I uh, I want to just slightly defer with you, and yeah. maybe you're you're here with me. For me, tens a lot. I, I want to give them one per day. I don't want to overwhelm them. And, in, and there are some of us overachievers that if you give me 10, I'm going to try to get through 10. But, I, you know, I, I advocate for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And so, uh, so that they'd come back on Sunday. And you can, so you can start a small so, group. So two a day on the, for six days? No. Because then, you know, and me, again, the way I write my studies is you, you would actually have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday would kind of be a roundup to look back through the week and kind of like an accountability. And then you make sure that you have a class or a small group that's meeting Sunday morning where you can go, here's the accountability piece, and kind of do the check-in around that or come to the uh, Prayer Power Network, <laughs> Power on Network sessions on Tuesday evenings. Yeah, <laughs> so we can do that. There All it right. is. So, okay, so here's the deal. Whether it's two questions yeah. or uh, 10 questions or 12 questions or seven questions, right. whatever it is, you, you, it, it can spit it out and now you've got a tool that you can hand out to your folks, you know, I just hand, I always hand them out with the bulletin. We had bulletins back then, yeah. Um, you know, but if with the worship sheets or just yeah, put them on the sheets, put them on the the pews as they pick one up, take it home. Not everyone will, but you you'll have people who will begin to become dependent on this, and you are extending the value of your sermon later on in the week with almost no energy expended whatsoever, and and creating something that allows them to begin to take what they've learned on Sunday and put it into practice and and go deeper with it, building up their spirituality quotient during the week. Okay, so uh, I, I want to toss these pieces out uh, that we need to give people something in their hands every week. And so to me, I'm not into putting them on the side whether they can take it or not. It is about building expectations. And so saying that this spirituality is important. What we do on Sundays matters each day, not that it matters for your life, for the life of your family, for the life of our community, for the the world. And so I want to put it in their hands. And if you put uh, you know, some kind of announcements, because when I see announcements flying up there or when I use a QR code for announcements or whatever, like I forget to look at whatever it is I downloaded. And there are some people that are very paper, you know, they could use a bookmark, hopefully in their Bibles. So, you know, anyways, I want it in their hands and I want to make sure we're handing it to it. So there's, there's the one piece. And the other is, I, I again, and we've had this conversation over, over the years, and, and it really was one of the places that we kind of, um, we, now we've merged, but we were kind of diverged about the importance of prayer and spirituality and teaching that. And so w- one of what we've got to do every week has got to do something with spiritual practice. And it's not just teaching it, it's helping them, them build it. Bible study is one thing. How are we, we teaching them to use their Bibles? 
you know, you so that's uh, in addition to the Bible study, I think is where I'm trying to get to. How are we teaching them to pray? Not just writing them down these rote pieces or, you know, handing them daily bread or whatever, but how are we helping them to do that? And we can practice that during our services, but then part of what we're giving them to take home is how they can use it. I, I, you, wonderful segue there. You don't know you gave me a segue, but here, here's part of the problem. You, you mentioned daily bread, guideposts are both there. Okay. And I, I'm not, I don't want to denigrate either of them. No, but that's how I, I started to pray and, and learn more scripture when I was a baby Christian. That said, is that if you open up your guideposts for today, whatever it is, or your daily bread, you're probably going to find a little tidbit that is absolutely totally irrelevant yeah, to your life. Yeah, thank you. Okay, it 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 doesn't address the big problems in life. Um, it it is going through typically either a lectionary or uni or the uniform um, the uniform Bible study uh, plan, whatever. But the bottom line is is that is is that it, it's not terribly relevant. And here's the other thing: is spirituality by and large. It's not considered relevant. Right. It's an add-on. It's what okay now I got to do this. It's something else. Am I you know you're moving me from a hobby to a to a, 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 a at least an avocation, maybe a vocation, and now and how is that relevant to my life? Right. And so one of the things that would be really helpful there, Pastor, is if we help make the spiritual practices that their spirituality actually relevant to their life. And of course, going back, your sermon, it starts there, that's sort of the cornerstone. It's the cornerstone of this whole episode and a lot of what we talk about. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so the relevant, relevant sermon. But, but now how do we make the spirituality practices relevant as opposed to just learn to breathe, learn to center, whatever. So why? What's the point? You know? So how do we do that? Go ahead. Well, I, and there, I'm just, I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so many different things that you can do and you can try, you know, I, I, again, making it, making it real. It's not just relevant, it's practical as well, right? So it's long lasting. So on a Sunday when you have communion, you could have bread, bread bakers like nearby, not bread, what are those called? Bread makers. Bread makers? Bread makers, yes. Bread makers. I was thinking not bread makers or baker makers, right. but okay. Yeah, a bread maker. And you could have bread out there, and you might not be making and using it for communion. Maybe you are, but the smell. Right. If you, if you, start, so that, you helping, start that, start the bread during the Sunday school hour if you, or the hour before so that it's actually in the baking process by the time they show then up. Then you could, you know, so, but, you know, how do you use smells and bring smells in so that when they're at home, then there's a connection, not that they're like, making bread but you know or just I don't know there are different ways of doing that so that what you've got here using those senses senses um, can practical again practical how are we making those kind of connections so both relative Relevant, 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 relative. Well, and relative too. So yeah, relevant and practical. How are we helping yeah, with if, that? If, if right? And if they're not practical, they're, they're not going to do them. That's just a reality. What, right. What you say that your favorite book that I wrote is a high voltage spirituality because it's a compendium of spiritual practices and it's divided up and it, 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 everyone has a has a code. How much time does it take? Where can you do it? Can you do it in a group? Can you do it individually? And there's a, a, an index. So you see, oh, I have 10 minutes. I can do this and you know, whatever. So, I mean, it, it, that that makes it practical for the situation. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, but I, I want to, and, and if it's not practical, you're going nowhere with it. Right, they're not going to use it. But the other thing is, they again. You sneak it in on right, sometimes. Exactly. Be subversive. That's right. Go ahead. So, 
but the relevant part is, is that's the, one of the biggest disconnects that we have in the church and with the people in the pew. Right. Is, so what? Right. You know, you want me to journal. So what? Right. Why? How is this helping me? You know, it, you're, you're, I don't want to say wasting my time, but it sometimes feels like a waste right. of time, Pastor. You know, it's, I got things I need to do. So how do we make that relevant? And, and I, since you're on chat GPT anyway, I'm going to help you make things relevant for that. All right? Because, you know, you, you just spent three minutes creating this prompt to do the Bible study of seven questions, ten questions, or six questions, whatever, whatever. it is. All right? Now, let's, if, if you're assuming your sermon was relevant and dealt with some issue that people are actually experiencing in their life, now ask ChatGPT to create a daily not a six-day, a daily, not a five-day, an every stinking day devotional that is relevant to what the sermon is calling for, relevant to your folks' lives, because you know your people. You know what they need. And so you, you create a prompt to go something like this. I need a devotional for to invite people to um, make their spirituality practical and relevant Please create a 300-word devotional. Begin with a title, with a scripture passage, a anecdote, and you know, and, and then a open-ended question that and a call to action to help them to um, to make this practical and relevant. And it will amazingly do that, and you'll have done something that guideposts and and, and our daily bread can't do, and that is creating something for your people in their setting relevant. that is relevant Practical. to them. Exactly. Okay, so um, you are tossing a lot of stuff out here, right? I mean, I can see eyes already swimming out there. You know, chapter GPT, blah, 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 prompts, what's a prompt, blah, blah, blah. So um, don't you have seminars from time to time? Didn't you just have a I just seminar? Did, I just did yeah, a webinar, so, a, a I mean, two-day conference on chat GPT. They need to, to keep some, like, I want, I want you all to just be watching him because he, he can do this. And I was thinking maybe it'll be fun if we, not this week, but, you know, do one of those kind of Bible study prompts to show them what, what can come out, sure. you know, why they, why they should learn to use chat DPT and all that other good so stuff. So we want to do ahead. that next week? Yeah, why not? We okay. can we can show you what we're, we will, we're talking we'll about. We'll have two. a Bible study for you. Right, we'll do part two. So um, here's 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 my here's my uh, call to action for you. Okay, this is being this is being done for this is February twenty eighth. This is the February twenty eighth issue of twenty twenty four edition edition, edition. Uh, um, episode episode. There we are. And so if if you are interested in in participating in this, send me your. Next, oh, your sermon topic beautiful. for this week, and I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll go backwards because I, I can't imagine you get get the other one in advance. Yeah. So no, no. send me your sermon topic, your sermon title, a theme, or if you've got a manuscript or an outline, send that to me. Um, and uh, sermon, sermon title, da, 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 da. And, oh, the scripture passage <laughs> that you're using, that the scripture passage you're using. Send that to me um, before the end of the week. And we'll choose one of those at random. Make it a good and, one. Yeah, make so make it a good one. That's right. And and we will walk you through how to create next week, next week's episode, how to do this Bible study stuff, and how to do 
a devotional, a daily devotional. And we may throw in a couple other tidbits, some bonuses of what else you can do with your sermon and your scripture passage to leverage, um, A, the technology, but also to get more and more people involved um, and perhaps even showing up to hear what you're offering. Yes, because they want. People have a hole in their uh, hearts. I mean, really, lives, there's that, right? all right, I mean, something is missing or something Pascal is Pascal said wrong. that, I believe it was. No, but it wasn't. I don't believe. But anyways. It was. Pascal okay. said that you have a, we have a God-shaped, God-shaped hole in our I was thinking with somebody else. Okay. Anyways, pe- pastors, I talk with too many of the people who are in your pews and they are missing out on something. They are so flippin' hungry and it's not a new sermon, a new way of this or that. They're looking for something deep within their souls. Relevant and and valuable. Right. And that is, can change your life or can help them get through life. um, That can just help them make make it through. And they, they think maybe it's the church. They think maybe that. And, and if you don't know this, please talk to me that, that there is one who makes a difference and it is the relationship that we have with him. And that's what we in the church ultimately, I'm sorry, not, I'm sorry. That's ultimately way what we have a responsibility to do is to help people come to know Jesus, to invite them, to introduce him to or them to, to make him. It, and to make it real. And to make and it make real. It to practical. Bring it home. We are so almost out of time. That last word on this is accountability. And we kind of touched on that, is that that uh Spirituality doesn't just happen. And using, I mean, praying doesn't just happen. How are we helping people? How are we holding people accountable? How are we helping people defined places and people that will hold them accountable? Who's holding you accountable for your spirituality, for raising your spiritual quotient. So if you do the devotional thing, if you do the Bible study thing, one of the easiest way to hold them accountable is as they're leaving, think, great servant, Pastor, or, you know, yeah, you know it was very restful. Um, and, uh, and, and asking them, so uh, how, how did you, how did you uh, do with your devotions this week? How how did how, how many of the questions did you get done in the questionnaire that I sent or in the questionnaire in the in the Bible study I sent home last week? Just asking those questions every week will help people put feet to what you're the work you're doing. It's an expectation. It's an expectation. Hey, you know, and, and you don't have to be ugly about it. You don't want to be ugly about it. It's just I asked it. So, hey, you know, I, I really like my Wednesday devotional. What do you think of it? Devotional. All right, hey, we are out of time. We'll see you next week. Hey, if you got a if you got a sermon, yeah, uh, and you want to see how to put this together with ChatGPT, send so it our way and check out the uh, uh, the Prayer Power Network. Links down below. All right. See you next week. Have a great week. Bye bye. <laughs>